WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light Indicator and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The results from the November 8th election have now been formally certified in Lansing before the Michigan Board of State canvassers. The board voted 4-0 to zero to certify the results today. However, the meeting was not without controversy. At one point, the proceedings had to be stopped for an unruly audience member to be removed. During public comments, gubernatorial hopeful Donna Brandenburg once again claimed the state's election was fraudulent. Every single person that touched this is guilty of treason. We stand together, and right now, y'all are being seen as the enemy of the people. And there's not one of us that's going to back down on that from now until Christ comes back. So I'm going to say this right now. God bless you. God bless this nation. And God bless America. God bless you because you're going to need the help. Among those to address the board today was also Michigan Elections Director Jonathan Brader. This year, we had the extra challenge of redistricting um, and a lot of voters having questions uh, about where they were voting. And clerks also this year did more than ever before, going out of their way to explain how elections work to the public, explaining all the safeguards and checks and balances we have in place. Um, But unfortunately, even with this, we did see some clerks dealing with unfair criticism and in some cases, unfortunately, even threats. Also testifying against certification today was failed Republican Secretary of State candidate Christina Caramo. Michigan State Police have got their eyes on commercial vehicles on I-94 this week. State Police are teaming up with their counterparts in Indiana and Illinois for Eyes on 94 all week, an annual enforcement period. Sergeant Nick Asmus with the Niles Post tells us they're watching semis for common violations because when a semi crashes, it tends to cause a lot of damage. Our goal is to you know target the violations that are unsafe, that typically cause those type of incidents, as well as distracted driving, following too close, improper passing, speed, improper lane use, and violations like that. Asmus says distracted driving is a concern due to the amount of space a semi needs to stop. The MSP Eyes on 94 initiative also watches other commercial vehicles. The troopers will be at the New Buffalo Way Station all week, offering information to drivers of both trucks and passenger vehicles. State police say the coordinated operation is an effort to increase awareness by means of high visibility on a road that's prone to weather-related crashes involving interstate trucks this time of year. After an annual performance review, St. Joseph Public Schools Superintendent Jenny Fee has received a highly effective rating from the Board of Education. Board President Barry Connie Bear says, quote, given the difficulty of the past year, the board could not have asked for a better leader to navigate these challenging times and lead the district into the future. Connie Bear says that Fee's success reflects the hard work and quality efforts of her administrators as well as teachers and staff. He also thanked them for enhancing St. Joseph Public Schools. There will be a special fundraiser going on this coming weekend at a couple of downtown St. Joseph restaurants. New Heights Christian Community Development Association Director Chris Britton tells us Shoes and Tim's 2 will donate 100% of their proceeds from noon to 8 p.m. on Sunday to the group's New Heights Laundry Hub. Britton says the hub has, is a planned laundromat to be located in Benton Heights. It'll offer more than just washers and dryers, though. The idea is that it creates capacity for area human service agencies and social service agencies. So think of Connexus or Mosaic CCBA or even Corwell Health to have a presence and opportunity to perform outreach and deliver services to the community. But the draw, the central part of this is there's a small laundromat that's going to be a part of this facility.
Britain says surveys have found Benton Heights residents are in need of a laundry facility with the nearest commercial laundromat four miles away. He says, well, and people are at the hub, they can also chat with career counselors or medical experts, for example. Plans for the new Heights Laundry Hub have been in the works for several years, but now they're entering the home stretch. Ground will be broken on the facility at the northeast corner, corner of Red Arrow Highway in Euclid in the spring. It should be open next fall. Anyone who eats at Shoes or Tim's 2 on Sunday can contribute to the $1.1 million goal. Benton Harbor native and comedian Sinbad has provided an update for the first time since suffering a stroke two years ago. According to a post made by his family on social media this week, limbs that were said to be dead are coming alive and Sinbad is taking the steps needed to learn to walk again. Sinbad says he'll not stop fighting until he can walk across the stage again and he can't wait to see all of his supporters. While he's improving, a note from his family says the recovery process has taken a great financial toll. To find a link to the story and how you can contribute to Sinbad's recovery, you can go to our website. Black Friday may be over, but that doesn't mean holiday spending is slowing down anytime soon. David Sowerby, Managing Director and Portfolio Manager at Ancora, expects retail sales to get a boost this holiday season. By the time people realize, have they shopped enough for all their family and friends, we're going to see holiday sales up between 5 and 6% for retail spending for the holiday season. That's the number I'm sticking with for uh, for this uh, upcoming uh, season for the consumer. And I think the consumer is in pretty decent shape given their balance sheet and their savings will allow them to spend more in the face of higher interest rates and higher gas prices. Soberby says Black Friday won't be the loan boost to retail sales this holiday season. They're expected to see a jolt over the coming weeks as well. It's a Christmas tradition in southwest Michigan. Around 100 volunteers gathered at Walmhoff Farms in Goebbels today to load up trucks with free Christmas trees for military personnel as part of the Trees for the Troops campaign. The farm's Betsy Walmhoff-Perales tells us they've been doing it since 2005. Our father... Carl Wamhoff Jr. was in the Army. My son was in the Marines. We got two nephews that were in Navy and Army and a niece in the Air Force. So our family is very cognizant of the military and very grateful and thankful for everything that our military does for us. Perales says Wamhoff Farms is part of the National Trees for the Troops program that ships out Christmas trees to military bases each winter. 386 trees were loaded up at the Van Buren County Farm this morning, thanks to everyone who turned out. Oh, it was wonderful, yeah. We had a ton of people, and a lot of new people, too, so it was wonderful. Perales says there were many veterans among the volunteers, along with elected officials. All the Christmas trees were donated by Michigan Farms, with 185 of them being from Wamhoff Farms. The trees will go to Fort Campbell in Kentucky. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Congress is back from recess, and senators are preparing to consider the Respect for Marriage Act, which would protect same-sex marriage on a federal level. ABC's M. Wynn has more on the legislation. The U.S. Senate is on track to pass a bill protecting same-sex marriage on a federal level as early as Thursday. A handful of Senate Republicans previously sided with Democrats to invoke cloture on the Respect for Marriage Act, which ends debate and puts the bill on the path for final passage with a simple majority. Passage would mark a significant bipartisan victory in the lame duck session following months of negotiations. This bill came after the Supreme Court's ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade abortion access, which sparked concerns 
concerns that other rights could be in jeopardy. M. Win, ABC News, Washington. Former school officials in Oxford, Michigan, are pointing the blame over the deadly school shooting there last year. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Tom Donnelly, former Oxford, Michigan school board president, speaking out on the deadly school shooting last November, where suspect Ethan Crumbly is accused of killing four fellow students and injuring seven others. Donnelly saying in a news conference a critical preventative measure was missed, a Homeland Security threat assessment policy on file with the school district since 2011. We sent people away to get trained and they came back. But never, never was a troubled student like Crumbly identified with markers such as a sudden change in grades, attendance, dark homework assignments, violent writings and drawings, and reported teacher concerns. Derek Dennis, ABC News. The world's largest active volcano was erupting today. Officials say that Mauna Loa was not immediately threatening communities on Hawaii's Big Island, but people should be prepared for worse. The U.S. Geological Survey says the eruption started late last night in the volcano on the Big Island. The agency warned residents at risk from Mauna Loa's lava flows to review their eruption preparations. Scientists had been on alert because of a recent spike in earthquakes at the summit of the volcano, which last, last erupted in 1984. The gunman who killed 10 people and wounded others in a mass shooting at a grocery store in New Buffalo, New York, has pleaded guilty to 15 charges. They include domestic terrorism motivated by hate, murder, and attempted murder. More from ABC's Stephanie Ramos. Most of the family members of the 10 people who were shot and killed at that Topps supermarket in Buffalo back in May were at that court hearing. Also, families of those who were injured were also there to see the 19-year-old suspect, Peyton Gendron. He walked into the courtroom wearing an orange jumpsuit. He was also handcuffed. He appeared calm, at ease, not much of a facial expression. An Iranian general has acknowledged more than 300 people have been killed in the unrest surrounding nationwide protests. It was the first official word on casualties in two months. The estimates are much lower than the toll reported by human rights activists in Iran, a U.S.-based group that's been closely tracking the protests since they erupted in mid-September. The activist group says 451 protesters and 60 security forces have been killed since the start of the unrest, and more than 18,000 people have been detained. The nationwide protests were sparked by the death of a young woman being held by the morality police, but it rapidly escalated into calls for the overthrow of Iran's ruling clerics. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is warning that Russia is gearing up for a fresh round of terrorist attacks on civilian infrastructure. The Russians have been zeroing in on Ukraine's energy grid, leaving millions without power, without heat and without water. The big concern is whether this could lead to mass evacuations. More from ABC's Ines de la Quatera in Kyiv. In the past, we had thought that they might head over to cities like Lviv in western Ukraine, but the energy grids in those cities are also being targeted. Here in Kyiv, less than 43% of residents still have power. Entire blocks darkened. A really dire situation, although Ukrainians we've spoken with remain undeterred. One man telling a member of our team that he can live with no power, no heat, no water, as long as there are no Russians. Students in Hong Kong have chanted opposed dictatorship in a protest of China's COVID rules. That came today after demonstrations on the mainland issued an unprecedented call for President Xi Jinping to resign in the biggest show of opposition to the ruling Communist Party in decades. Demonstrations against China's strict antivirus measures spread to several cities over the weekend. Authorities eased some of the regulations, apparently as part of an attempt to quell public anger. But the government showed no sign of backing down in its larger coronavirus strategy, which often locks down entire neighborhoods and cities. Analysts expect authorities to quickly silence the dissent. 
About 50 students sang at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, and some lit candles to show support for demonstrators in mainland cities. And the Thanksgiving travel period went unusually smoothly this past week, and the airlines say that's a result of lessons learned after summer meltdowns and good weather morphed maybe sees Alex Stone. Among the big three legacy airlines, United, Delta, and American, more than 99% of flights took off over the Thanksgiving travel period. On Sunday, the TSA screened the most passengers since the start of the pandemic, and it went smoothly. During the last week, United had only one canceled flight at its hub in Chicago. It canceled no flights in the U.S. at all last Wednesday. Delta had no canceled flights on Sunday and only 15 in total for the past week. American Airlines mainline flights saw four zero cancellation days over Thanksgiving. Alex Stone, EBC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.